guys. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Janelle. Thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of the Takeaway Golf Podcast, where we showcase the people that make golf, helping you discover a potential career in the golf industry. This week, we have Michelle Piapatra, a Symmetra Tour professional. Join us as she shares her crazy stories on the road and gives us a peek into what it's like adjusting to tournament play during COVID times. Like my season ended back in November mm-hmm. and it was a little bit later than usual with COVID just the way they set things up so we went from having like 22 events to 10 events oh my gosh and you know we had all these new protocols so we had a first event back in March like as what the schedule had and then COVID hit so we were on lockdown so that stopped everything and then we started back up in July with new protocols and everything so that means getting tested weekly on the LPG, that means getting tested before traveling and once you get there. And I think the tour handled it pretty well considering with everything. And I mean, up until the final event, final event was when a few girls on site tested positive. So that was a little scary for some of the girls because that was right before we were heading home. But other than that, we were fine. Most of the girls have been fine and uh, yeah. Now we're just looking forward to next year. Uh, we've been having Zoom calls with the tour just to see like what will be the changes for next year. And so on Symmetra Tour and LPGA, they have us testing up until like the second, up until the second quarter, just pending how everything's gonna go. And we'll just be changing like the way we test and stuff. And so I think they'll be good, a pretty good handle on things. Um, like hopefully things will be better and stuff. But like I said, we only, travel domestically so it's not like a lot of the international girls I think they have a lot more to worry about in terms of coming over here and traveling back mm. quarantine I know yeah, a lot of true. my friends who like I have a friend from Australia who isn't going home at all so she hasn't been home in like a year and a half and she doesn't know when the next time she'll be able to go home because Australia has such strict like um like I a, think they're still on lockdown yeah there's they're very restrictive on their um their yeah borders. and then especially I think I mean, I don't, obviously things change every week in terms of like the updates she receives. But at first it was like, if she went home, she, if she landed in Sydney, she'd have to quarantine 14 days in a hotel and then fly to whatever part she's in another 14 days. Oh. But I think like at the final event we were talking, so I asked if she was going to go home for the holidays and she said the flights were too expensive. Mm. Like they'd have to try to fly through, like I know some of the Australians were thinking they had to fly through Dubai and just quarantine somewhere else because coming straight from the U.S. was too like risky oh, I see so yeah but I mean a lot of like my hosts that I stay with have been reaching out asking how things are in California since obviously we're all in lockdown like yeah I think we're like yeah, the center yeah. right now yeah so yeah. I mean I haven't really practiced much I've played maybe a few times during all this but golf courses are just so busy right now yeah, yeah i was just telling ron and, and bev oh mm-hmm. my god rolling hills is just oh like christmas and new year's it was just everyone was there it was 
I had to tell a group that they were waiting for um, three hours. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're like, that's what I, like, I met with some, I was, like, talking to some girls that's catching up who, like, are out in LA who have, like, practicing rights, and, mm-hmm. like, they don't even, they don't have a place to practice because the country clubs are so busy, and obviously yeah, they're, like, yeah. low priority. I think one girl just ended up moving to Arizona, like, for just, like, these few months, yeah. just okay. so she can have a place to practice, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy, because then a lot of it was, like, like, for me, with the lockdown early in the year, from March to July, I only golfed playing like I played one round of 18 in those like mm-hmm. four months and I went to the range like twice <laughs> yeah and then I had to go to my first event and I was like both out of shape and out of like practice <laughs> but I was like and it was kind of crazy to leave California because you kind of think everywhere else is so bad as well but honestly right. like when their I term of like idea of lockdown was like oh yeah we just couldn't like sit down to eat in restaurants not like us where like, everything is shut down like golf courses were actually shut down yeah yeah it's crazy I just like I wonder what I mean I guess it's the amount of people that we have here in our Los Angeles county yeah but it's like you go to Arizona I feel like they just have the same amount of people in Las Vegas but they're just functioning just fine so it's so it's so weird I mean like (laughs) golf was like a dying sport then now all of a sudden it's like it's over it's over yeah but it's like it's too much now like (laughs) it's overwhelming I mean it's I mean it's nice I mean like you kind of understand that people just want to get out and get some fresh air and stuff but like I feel like a lot of families sometimes use like golf as like just a place for their kids to like like a park like a recreational area Mm -hmm. you know like but it's not that yeah like (laughs) Like there's there's a balance trying to like have them enjoy but also really try to like learn and play Mm-hmm. but you know I, I think it's mostly what the I think it's a lot what the parents want nowadays just to like get out of the house and kind of be away with their kid yeah <laughs> well like even earlier this year back in August just when like I just wasn't sure how things were gonna work out with the season next year if we were gonna have one or what was gonna look mm-hmm. like or traveling because honestly at first when the season was gonna restart I was kind of nervous to travel because I'd just been home mm-hmm. for all these months mm-hmm. but and you know because just and especially like I live like here with my parents and then you just worry about bringing something back home to them or whatever, oh even though we get tested when we're there, but not when we leave, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Um, as soon as I started traveling, other than it is a little nerve, not nerve wracking once you get used to it, but like getting like to an airport and like being on the plane. More anxious. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But then once I got out, like it was like other states, there's just like a sense of normalcy because everything is, I don't want to say fine, but like not as serious as out here. Not that people aren't wearing masks, yeah. but like, like I have hosts that I stay with in Ohio and I stayed with them for over a month instead of coming home. So I felt like it was yeah. riskier to get on a plane and go through transit than to just stay in one place where I know it's like smaller town, like bubble, big, kind of like, you know, bubble. like bigger house, private area. Like I could pra- practice at their course easily. There's nobody there, mm-hmm. you know? supposed to come in here trying to find a place to like place to play place to practice and stuff so were you with them in Ohio when they first did the lockdown like March and then like I guess April no so it was once I started traveling starting in July like when I was going to different like events contacting hosts and even that was I wasn't sure how that was going to work because I've obviously been like on tour for a few years so I have hosts in a lot of places but a lot of them are Mm -hmm. older so yeah, to take into yeah. account like oh. 
are they going to be okay with me there? And then I do let them know that I do get tested. So like, you know, I do have a clean, like a negative test, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm pretty yeah. careful. And like, but I mean, I think that was one of the first oh, things. You're, with, like, you're very careful. This is the girl that, that eats her chicken with gloves. <laughs> what? <laughs> you weren't, oh my gosh. A little OCD, yeah. <laughs> Side, side story. This is why I love Michelle. It's just like, I remember going to her house pre-COVID for like Friendsgiving. Um, and like, I just remember like her cooking, cooking up a storm and like she, I see her eating and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm eating my chicken. She's eating chicken with like these, with these plastic gloves. And I'm like, well, why? She's like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want chicken underneath my fingernails. I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, what? Okay. That, that, that reminds me of like my old teammate um Taryn who I live with I don't know if you guys know Taryn but she played for UCI um anyways she would literally eat everything with a fork and knife like it doesn't matter what it is like pizza fork and knife like it it, doesn't matter she's not touching it a peanut butter jelly and sandwich yes doesn't matter fork and knife like (laughs) I mean I don't like like, my hands but I mean that's fine let's just say when we first started I had like tons of sanitizer and rubbing alcohol and stuff already stocked oh up. yeah me too oh for sure <laughs> it's the way I am like hey, it wasn't yeah really... that's me too <laughs> but to be honest the way that you were back then is probably like the normal now so there's there's yeah, nothing wrong with it pretty, at all <laughs> pretty much but like yeah like for me like honestly one of the things that like kind of blew my mind was like like my first event was in Michigan. So that's like my first one, like with the new protocols and everything. And I stayed with a new family because my hosts were a little bit older and they were just worried understandably. And at that time, California was like a hot state, you know, mm-hmm. so I stayed with them and I was like, you know, and they had young kids and I let them know I'm from California just to give them a heads up, but that, you know, fine. And they were super like casual about it, like mm-hmm. casual about COVID. I mean, very nice people, but they were, I like, you know, he's coming in for a hug. I'm like dodging him <laughs> and stuff like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> well, and, that's respectful of you because it's like, well, cause you don't know, and then, especially with kids. Like I didn't know, like, I don't like, I don't have any young, like I'm yeah. not around young children. I don't know. Like in terms yeah. of at the time, like, well, are they going to get more sick? Well, then come to find out like five minutes from like entering their house and I'm like in their base, like they're done a basement to like away from them, you know? And I was like, oh, I'll just like keep to myself this week we don't have to eat together whatever and they're both doctors like he's a dentist <sighs> and she's a pediatrician and they were just like and they were like in their like mid-30s and they were like and I was like yeah like so then you know actually now being like with doctors I was like so what do you guys think about all of this and stuff and of course like where I am in Michigan it's like small area like their house is right on the lake but like everybody knows everybody like it's a very you know it's not like a busy city like or anything and they were just like well you know honestly if you were if like we all got COVID we'd all be fine because we're all young and healthy and even like the mom who's the pediatrician was like her kids were like eight and five they were like if they I'd rather my kids get it now while they're at home with us so that they're stronger when they go back to school and things Mm. in my mind I'm like yeah I don't know why we're talking about getting COVID. Nobody's getting COVID this week. Like, I'm not going to be the one bringing into the house. I don't know about the kids, but, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like interesting just to see that kind of mentality. Pers- like, perspective, yeah. yeah. Like, my other host in Ohio, like, we were getting tested on the LPGA. I played an event in Toledo that week. That's oh, cool. like, where I was staying. And uh, we got tested twice a week 
before traveling and like when you're there, you get a white band if your results are still pending on site. And I was telling him, you know, and like every time you get tested, you just get nervous because you don't know, yeah. especially at the time, like with all the asymptomatic people, like you could be fine and test positive, you know, like you could not feel anything and yeah. have it. And she was like, don't worry, if you have it, you can just quarantine here at the house for 14 days. And she was like, and she was under like the mentality, like, we're all going to get it at some point. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. just kind of crazy, like people just traveling to different places and people like, you know, just kind of, I don't want to say taking it casually, but just like, some people were like, well, it's okay. If we get it. We'll be fine. Or if we get, we're all going to have to get it. Like the population, everybody's going to have to get it to be stronger, you know? Yeah. So how's it going with playing and everything? Yeah with playing I mean honestly it's like when I'm it golf takes up all my time but honestly like when I'm in season it's like 24 7 golf yeah traveling for golf doing whatever all this stuff and then usually like usually like a typical year it'd be like from March to middle of October early November Q school depending on how far you you know get in Q school but this year we didn't have Q school because um the tour had it where how you entered this year status wise you did keep that status for the year so it's like the year was a wash because some yeah. girls didn't feel comfortable traveling so they gave players that option where like if you don't feel safe traveling you won't lose your status at all by not playing wow that's good yeah so a lot that's of people like, took the year off like i went out to play riviera with um another friend of mine who plays on tour and she didn't travel at all this year and we played maybe a month ago, just got invited by a member. And she, I was like, asked her, you know, what she was doing since she was home and stuff and all that. Everybody's has their reasons and some people don't want to travel and or pre-existing conditions, understandably. She was like, she hasn't picked up a club since February. Like she was getting ready for the season. And then the tour, like notified people that like- Stopped, yeah. You know, cause a lot of girls like concerned to like, well, like I know you have all these protocols, but like, what if I still don't feel safe? Or like, you know, I live with a younger sibling who's got like, pre-existing conditions like I don't want to be or like I don't have money to travel you know because yeah they didn't let girls travel with each other or you weren't supposed to and then if you didn't have host families you can't be in a hotel every week you know yeah that adds up yeah so everybody had their reasons but I mean it was just kind of a weird year because it's like kind of like a free year you could just yeah stay home and it you're not quitting golf or like losing status you're just hanging at home but like there's nothing to do at home I honestly like preferred yeah. it leaving California because like there's yeah. nowhere you could go nothing you can do and cases were going up like every day so I'm sure it definitely took like a mental toll on a lot of people they're like well this year is probably like am I gonna let this year you know define whether or not I'm gonna continue playing golf or do I um discover something new you know like that's yeah. where like you probably were thinking about with UGP but you stuck with it so yeah like definitely because I- even it was like a little depressing on the tour like from a social aspect because obviously like I travel by myself anyways and like mm-hmm. luckily I, I like have been here a few years so I have host families who are like second fa- you know second families mm-hmm. to me because the tour was not given like setting that up at all like it's just kind of like who you knew Mm. So I luckily like new people but then it, like the tour was like if you enter into host housing even if from people you know and they were to test positive like that's on you so you would have to withdraw from an event you know yeah, that's, that's a gamble. yeah but 
I mean, like I was, I had a few hoes that tested positive, not while I was there, but just like checking in with oh, each other. But um, okay. yeah, so obviously like stay away from them and things like that. But like even earlier in the year with like, if we were all practicing putting or practicing chipping and there were too many people, a lot of girls like wore masks, like yeah, with all of that and stuff. But like everybody was afraid to like talk to anybody. Everybody was afraid <laughs> to like, you know, there's no eating out together. Like just even having no. lunch, it's like, you're kind of like just, the time off the course. And like, that's, that's part of the, that's part thing. of the, the thing. Yeah. The whole experience yeah. of like, when you're traveling, you, you make friends with these girls on the tour and you, you do things. So it's kind of weird how to actually, you have to be there literally just to golf and to go back home. Yeah. Or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So that was, it was, I mean, it was definitely different. And mm-hmm. I mean, like in the end, you just have to think about like, obviously like near the end, I don't want to say people got lax, but like, you just have to think about staying safe in the long mm-hmm. run because like a, like one of the rules was we couldn't eat out like physically eat out like Chipotle we couldn't be in an outdoor area, area. Mm-hmm. if you got caught you would be fined because oh my god not supposed to be doing that but near the end like we usually end the event in Florida and Florida is obviously always open even when they're La- closed. land of they're, the free <laughs> yeah they're open and when we were there in October they didn't even mandate masks in places oh my gosh in october really yeah most people were still wearing them but like some people wouldn't and you know obviously you see those people you know whatever but like some people weren't even wearing it and it's because florida did not mandate masks yeah and stuff you know but um yeah like girls were eating out and then they were getting like other girls were i guess like telling on the officials like that girls were eating out or whatever like and it was kind of got crazy near the end. And I think people were just like high stress and stuff. And then yeah. like just knowing from both sides, like, like, obviously, like, originally, even I thought the rule was you couldn't just eat dine in, obviously, but if you followed the state regulations, it would be fine. Like if a state said, you know, outdoor dining, like, obviously yeah. I wouldn't be on a busy patio. But like, if I just right. grabbed food, I would just do whatever. If I was out with girls, we would eat like, social distancing, but like, you know, in the end, we yeah. would just eat in our separate cars and like maybe talk through our like window that's like barely. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, the yeah. girls who justified like telling officials about this is because, from what I've heard from the officials, it's like when you even something as simple as eating out, contracting the virus, then you play with the group like threesome. Like if we all play together, and I had it, and just even like touching the flag or something. Oh my gosh. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like obviously in tournament play, we take the flag out, you know? But oh you guys don't play COVID rolls. No. Well not in like oh, in wow. tournaments. Yeah, but ideally like oh, oh I didn't know that. Like caddies. Yeah. Like caddies could I mean obviously with the role you can keep it in, but some girls would correct, like correct, yeah. So but like caddies are supposed to use like towels to take it out. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like Symmetra, we don't have caddies or you don't have to have one. Mm-hmm. And even on the LPGA this year, there you didn't need to have a caddy because it's just that's just more people who could yeah, possibly, exactly. you know, get it. But it is, I mean, understandably, it only, like I said, only happened near the final event where a few girls who were actually like at a tournament site going to the next week tested positive. And then it was literally like chaos. So everybody's like, oh, well, I saw her on the range or like I saw her in a putting green. Oh it's like, oh what my is God. That, that, that's know, one way to take out 15, the competition. Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> What if I talk to her in 15 minutes and it's considered close contact? Because even close oh contact, you have to, you're taken out of a tournament. So then, you know, people wow. just start freaking out. Like, yeah, really, yeah. Like, their heads cut off thinking like, what's going on? Like, am I going to get need to get tested again? 
Oh, you know? that's so stressful. So yeah. those are like things that we have to, I don't know. Think well, I can't imagine on like well, the Symmetra tour side on how they're handling that. It's crazy. Yeah. That's interesting though. Cause like they would have had to have tested negative. Right. And then they just got it there. Well, yeah, because, well, so here's the thing. So like rules have changed a little bit. Well, I'll tell you like what the new ones according to the emails are, but like Obviously, it takes 14 days, right, to show symptoms. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? So you could have gotten it way before. Like, mm -hmm. in the final event, we had two events, like, back-to-back -back in North Carolina. And they were, like, very, like, it was, like, we had early starts. Usually, our tournaments are, like, start Thursday or Friday and on Sunday. So this one was went was um Wednesday through Saturday, the first event. And then the next one was Tuesday. Wednesday through Friday. So they were very early in the week, very tight oh. in terms of like turnover rate. Yeah. And so we were doing it. And then I remember seeing the girl like friends with her, whatever, like she's played all year. And she, I saw her on a punning green, you talked to her a little bit, but like, it's not so much you worry about like when you're talking to someone, cause like you're talking six feet away. Like I'm, we're not getting yeah. close to anybody. We're not shaking hands. We're not hugging. Like if you talk to them, you're talking outside on a range you know, two, three stalls away, you know? Yeah. So, but like on a putting green where obviously things are a little bit closer, you're putting around, you know, and earlier in, yeah. in the middle of the tournament after the cut, I saw her on the putting green, she had her mask on, which, you know, whatever, sometimes people just want to wear a mask if there's like a few people on there. Yeah. And then later in the week, we found out that she had tested positive and she had actually gone to a tour official because she said she had like a sore throat. Oh, but oh, mind you, before that week, we were in Florida. It was like 90 degrees, like humid. Then yeah. we had an off week for like four or five days, I guess. And then we headed down to North Carolina and it's now 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. With like wind so chill. Like... So it could just be like weather changing. Weather, you know? yeah. Right? And so she had tested positive. So everybody's like freaking out. Like, well, I saw her in a putting green. Is that considered close contact? Like all this stuff, like, you know. Then the people in the groups are like monitored that played with her, things like that. But like the day she said she had symptoms, she t went to like tour officials. And so she ended up being, let's say she had like a nine ten starting time, tea time. So she is taken out of that grouping and is put at the very end by herself. So she played the oh round. Oh my gosh, herself. that's so sad. With the score. And then she oh. ended up waiting for her results to come in, found out she tested positive, was taken out of that oh. event taken out of the next week's event you know dang not was even this on that um, side, but like she loses her money because she had made the cut you know yeah so was, was this round it. was this round like the first round or was it the final round of that event it was the, this was i think the third round oh that's a four round yeah oh man yeah but then so then like going into the final week right like the thing was are we got tested that sunday or that saturday before the final event which starts mm -hmm. wednesday through friday so it's earlier right so it's like even if somebody all of us were like doing the math on it even if one of us was to be positive we wouldn't test positive or show symptoms till after the final event with the incubation period of 14 right. days okay right. and then from there like tor has it like if you if you show symptoms right and then you get tested and then results come back in a day or two you have to quarantine for 10 days and then wait for a negative test. If let's say I was with you, but I did not test positive, I would have to quarantine for 14 days and then take 
like two negative tests within 24 hours to show that I don't have symptoms. Oh my gosh. That's so, so it's like all this, you know, going on, but yeah. So, but so, so that's just like with other people, but for me personally, that final event, I took the test with the, like at the golf course on site. And so it was like sent one batch to the lab, right. To get tested. So now on Sunday, I'm driving to another part to uh, like Charlotte for our final event. And my testing results have not come in yet. And tournament starts in like two days because it's very fast, right? Turnover rate. Usually, I, usually I'd have a week to wait. So my testing results didn't come in yet. And I took it with the tour. So it wasn't even like I went, did it on my own. It's mm-hmm. like, should have all got tested. I don't get my results back like at all. So I'm like, letting like I'm not allowed in the clubhouse like I'm trying to avoid people on the range like letting them know if somebody wants to come and talk to me like I feel fine but just to let them know I don't have a result in yet and even on the putting green and chipping area I'm wearing a mask just like for other people just in case you know like Tor didn't make me like if it was the LPGA the LPGA would be like like you're not allowed anywhere (laughs) like near here because there's, there's too many people around and stuff so I was like waiting. And so now it's like the night before I'm supposed to play, <clears throat> let's say like Tuesday, I have it like 10 a.m. Let's say like 10 a.m. tea time. And I was like, well, I don't have my results yet. And I know like the tour can't really do anything about that. Like it's not their fault. It's like things get lost in shipping or whatever. But I was like, I don't yeah. understand how my testing isn't back yet when I did it with everybody else. Yeah. And I was like, so the regulation would be that I would be placed at the end of all this, all the groups playing oh, by nice. myself, which is fine. Like, that's not a big deal for me. I would just bring a book or something like, and just wait, <laughs> right. Cause you're playing as a single behind, like, you know, a hundred people yeah. or like 50 people on the side. And, and then, but the tour, like, like I was talking to some of the girls about it and then they were like, well, they have to give you a cutoff time. Cause what if let's say my results came in like morning of like 5 a.m right and let's say i'm still asleep would i go to my original tea time or would i be put at the end you know like which tea time would i show up for and the tour didn't really give me an answer on that so in the end i ended up getting my results and it was fine okay good okay (laughs) yes it was fine like Like, what is the answer (laughs) it was it was negative i got to play in my group it was totally fine but like so into that final event we had a few girls would draw right because they tested positive so we had alternates drive up from florida who i knew a a few of them drive up to play that event the final event right because they couldn't they didn't get in with their status before there's openings now there's still girls waiting like as crazy as it is and like some of us have the luxury to decide like if we want to play or not there are some girls who are waiting to play you know like they're waiting to get into events all this stuff I know a girl, she drove all the way up. She didn't have time to do the tourist testing. So she went to a CVS, like drive-through testing. Didn't get her results. She drove like 15 hours up from Miami and she wasn't able to get her results in time and they didn't let her play. It's so much stress on on top of like traveling and like- it's so Everything. much extra stuff that like you wouldn't have to worry about before. And like party was like, well, I understand why like they have to do this, you know? Yeah. It's like you can't even take someone's word as like if they're fine or not. Yeah. But, yeah. What's uh, made you 
come since you said that you felt burnt out towards Q school, what's made you come back? Like what motivating factors have been? Sorry. To like come back to play, like not, not quit. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess you could say that for, for better lack of words. Yeah. Well, it keeps you on the grind. What's your motivating factor? Well, honestly, and this is coming from me as like a symmetric player, like I obviously like I grew up with most of you guys playing junior golf and I've always been like, okay, like, you know, we always think about like turning pro and stuff. And I've talked to Ronnie and like Bev and stuff, I guess this like earlier on. And especially when I went to college, going to an Ivy league school, it wasn't really set up for me to turn like professional. I wasn't on that route as if I had gone to like a more competitive athletic school. But, and I was like, oh, you know, going to Columbia, like probably not going to turn pro like anymore. There's just not like it's New York city. It's cold. Yeah. We practice in a different state, like in New Jersey, you know, like there. So I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's probably like, and that's fine. Like made my peace with it. It's fine. <laughs> and then school was so tough. And I think being in like the city where like, you just, it's just people everywhere, buildings everywhere. It made me appreciate being on the golf course more, like just mm-hmm. nature and the quietness of a golf course, which being from California, we kind of take for granted because we play all year round. But literally like you know, New York where like in the winter, it's like, it's like kind of miserable. It was like, made you appreciate golf, made me appreciate golf more. So I enjoyed it more. And then I played, I like had a pretty good college, I guess, like record college golf career. And I was like, why don't I just, why don't I try going to Q school? And I really considered it before, but thought I would. And I, you know, everybody dreads stage one because it's out in the desert and it's hot and I don't do well in the heat, <laughs> but ironic. Cause you live in Riverside County and like, East yeah, Rio, where it's I don't go out in so the hot. desert. I That's barely true. go on the summer, but anyways, like I luckily like, like had heard from some friends about like this Canadian tour. And so I went and played in one right before I graduate as an amateur and I ended up winning it. And so by doing that, I bypassed and got straight into stage two which was even more reason for me to be like, why don't I try going since I've already bypassed stage, stage one, you know, like stage two is Florida, like who knows, right? Yeah. You've already proven yourself good enough to, to bypass it. So it's like, what more can you do? Yeah. And then, um, I think it seems so long ago now, but like I missed stage, I ended up missing stage three, but having like fairly high Symmetra status, like so my first year on Symmetra you know you just don't know where you're going to end up there's not there's information on it but you just don't know because there's so many you know by doing yeah by experiencing going yeah, through it right? like there's just so many like even though the numbers make sense you're like I'm number whatever on this you don't take account to maternity leaves that come back or like medicals that come back it pushes your number yeah. down you know and so I ended, up, I ended up playing full a full season getting into every event my first year and then I've just had top 80 since then but wow. like like I said like I traveling was tough and actually the first year I had shingles because I think I was so stressed from like planning oh. and traveling oh my God. Was fun. yeah that was fun because <laughs> I was out for oh. six months on my own especially like out of college where you're used to being with a team mm-hmm. to now it's like, overwhelming for sure like driving on your own doing everything on your own it was stressful but like I always never liked the traveling. Like I've always like complained about the golfing and the traveling. 
and people are like how are you still doing it yeah like okay like, it's a part of it like when people are like I don't try to make it out to be like this is amazing like I'm having the greatest time of my life I'm like I just slept in an airport my golf bags I don't know where they are like you know <laughs> like I don't I've always been honest and people will be like well if you don't like it you suck doing it you know like you don't like it yeah. that much and I was like I'm just complaining but like, <laughs> I'm just complaining about it. But like, for me, it's been tough because I've always maintained full status. It's like, there's no reason for me to not keep playing. Yeah, exactly. That's like the little, to, exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I know it feels bad that I'm complaining. And sometimes I'm talking to a girl and she's like, well, I've only gotten to a few events this year. And then I feel bad about it. But like, just for me personally, it's not like I would do this forever for the rest of my life. Yeah, I know it kind of seems like it because I've been doing it for like the last four years. I'm sure there's um, been girls that have been there longer. So yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, part of so getting back to how grind wise, I keep going back and doing this. So every time I've I've never looked for coaching golf jobs before, like nothing golf related, because in my mind I thought if I don't want to, if I'm not going to play professionally, I don't want to work in golf. That's always been my mindset. So. In doing that, every time I came home, I took, I would take like the holidays off. Like put my golf bag, leave it in a travel bag, throw it somewhere, just leave it, forget about it. Yeah. You know, dust it off come January. And that's like my, like just to decompress. Stop You're decompress, yeah. But you kind of get busy when you come home, just seeing friends and family, anyways. Yeah. And then start back up in January. Cause usually after those, let's say four months, I do miss golf. Like it's different when you do it 24 seven to like not doing it in a while because golf will always be a part of my yeah. life. But usually in those times, starting my second year, third year, I started like wanting, I've always told my parents, I want to just get a regular job and they didn't make me stay in golf, but they've always been like, you have such a good opportunity in golf. Like you should just see it through until you aren't able to do it anymore. All the stuff. And I will tell you like a lot of things changed for me my second or third, my third year. I uh, got a new sponsor, Singha Beer. It's Ooh, Thai beer. Nice. So that's helped like a lot with just the responsibility of like, God, like, like, you know, when I'm playing like eight events, like six events in a row, $500, you know, entry fee, plus like traveling, plus it's like money just gets tight. And then at some point I'm like, it would save me money to not play in an event and miss a cut. Then like, I could, I could just go home and save like at least a thousand dollars. You right. know, and that's obviously not the mindset you need to be in when you're playing, but like those things, you just kind of have to work. I somehow scrape enough to get by and like yeah. somehow get into the top 80, even if I've had like not a great year, right. you know, but so in the off season, I usually, I worked as a paralegal once I worked in insurance. I just got my real estate license. So I always do something okay. outside of golf. Yeah, and I think good. that always makes me appreciate golf more. Like when I mm. get back into it, you know, oh, like when I try to come back, like working in something else, it's like, you know, golf teaches you like how to small talk and more customer service and things like that. And you can oh, just yeah. relate to a bunch of different topics because you meet so many different people, you travel so much. And so like now after like, I will say after three, four years, I enjoy traveling more. Like I used to consider myself a homebody, but now I like going out more, obviously not in this COVID time, but like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah like like traveling and like after being home too long like four or five months it's like it's too long at home like I want to get back out on the road yeah. so yeah. it's crazy because I never thought I would really like 
like it. Like I used to, every time I was taken to the airport, when I first started this at like 22, I would like get sad and cry because I didn't want to leave. Yeah. I was like, 22. now you're like, now I'm like, okay, bye. Can't wait to leave. I got to go, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's funny you say that because like, oh, especially junior golf, like, I mean, we've always had to travel all the time, mm-hmm. like oh, growing up and playing golf. Now I'm like, and I used to hate it. <laughs> like you're always just traveling and especially as a kid. Um, Cause you always just want to be with your friends or family. But yeah. now I'm like, okay, I want to travel. Like I want to get out there. Right. And even if it's golf or just like going out for a vacation or something, I just want to like get outside. Like for me, honestly, which I feel like, like to get through a season of golf, like now, like I've seen friends who've like, you know, great golfers from college come out to play and they don't make it through the year. You know, they get burnt out. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you might ask like, well, how do you not get burnt out? I think everybody gets burnt out at some point, but it's like, how do you play through that? Like some yeah. players, they need to be like, I need to be a hundred percent, like recharge a hundred percent focus, like to play my best, which most that's like most athletes, most players, but you know, you have to count like on a mini tour, at least, you know, you could have have a late flight that got delayed, you know, and you didn't get much sleep going in or you know, stuff, crap happens along the way. It's like, and then like, you might not, you know, go out to the tee, like feeling your best, you know, you're, you might have like this weird thing going on in your swing, but you have to learn to just play through it, you know? Yeah. And like, the thing is like every week, like you can miss, like people can go from missing like six cuts in a row, which like, then you just feel awful. You're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Down now, but then like something happens or they see a coach or whatever and they just end up like top five the next event but you just made enough money to get you through the rest of the season and it's just like those pressure points I guess that you need to like work through and I think that's how you're able to like stay on like longer because like yeah people ask like how often do I think about like quitting golf when I'm playing a season like I don't know every week twice a week maybe <laughs> depending on how a- I'm playing ask me on a different day or yeah, like, yeah. Like, ask oh, me tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like, my host would be like don't you just love it and I was like sometimes like yeah it's, like it seems I, like a luxury because you're playing golf right as yeah, your like yeah. as your sport but there's so much more that comes into it like like you said all the other factors going on and all the unsure of the uncertainty that happens too that you have to deal with like the adversity yeah like so one of my craziest weeks was like and so I had a big event in South Dakota and I have awesome hosts there this was like two years ago and I land and my host mom's gonna pick me up from the airport and take me to a rental car place because just a life hack it's cheaper than renting at the airport so and it's small town Sioux Falls so I get picked up. I'm excited because like, I love this family. I've always done well at this event. Like I like the course. I'm just looking forward to the week. And it's a four day, like starts Thursday through Sunday. So I get there. I'm waiting for my bags. There's only two carousels. There's only five gates. Okay. So it, there's not much happening oh. in this airport. So she's like waiting for me to pick me up, you know, and then I like, I have like, cause I just had a carry on and then my golf bag, my golf bag's the only thing that's checked in. And I'm waiting and waiting. And then it's like, I've seen everybody on my flight and they've all left. And I text her like, I'm still waiting for my bags. Don't see it. And let me tell you, this was like on a, I took a frontier flight. Okay. Which obviously was my fault to begin with, but it was like the cheapest flight they had. So I had a layover in Denver and I don't know when I booked this flight, but I must've been like 
not paying attention. I just saw like the price and I was like, layover, whatever. It was a nine hour layover in Denver. So I just slept in the airport, like on the floor. Oh my God. Denver. Yeah. And then it was freezing. I ended up buying like a Denver blanket because it was like so cold. You won't forget. Then, yeah. Then I got into this flight, can't find my bag. I go to the frontier lady at the, like at the counter. She has a direct walkie-talkie to the guy that takes the bags off the airplane. Like it's that tiny yeah. of an airport. And he's like, no golf bag at all. So I was like, oh, perfect. Okay. And then, you know, my mind just happens all the time. I wasn't freaked out. I'm like, okay, I still have a few days. Like, you know, and I was like, can you just put on the next flight? Like, I don't need it like right now. Cause I know you can't do fit anything about it. Just put it on the next flight, you know, and have it come in. This is Sunday, maybe Monday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, well the next flight comes in Wednesday. Only tw- two flights a week come into sa- into this airport. Oh from my gosh! And I was like, oh I was like, you're like, okay. all right, change that. I need it now. <laughs> but which at first I was like, okay, sure. But the worst part is Frontier has this thing, which I've lost a few bags on Frontier, and I've always found them. But like, if I lose a bag coming home, I don't care, right? Because I'm coming home. Like, I don't need it. If it's only like if I'm going out, I need it for something, right? Like I have no clothes, no nothing. So the worst part was she couldn't even locate it in Denver. She tried to call someone in Frontier there and there was like nobody picked up, you know, which obviously Denver is a big airport and I don't know, maybe they didn't have anybody at the Frontier counter at the time. So they couldn't locate my bag. So she told me to call the customer line. Fantastic, right? So (laughs) I go out. So I'm like, okay, I'll call them later today, tomorrow, whatever, figure this out. You know, and I'm trying not to stress about it because I still have a few days to figure things out. So I go out to my host, mom. She picks me up. She's like, where's your bags? I'm like, I just have this one. It's the only one that came. I tell her my situation. She's like, it's okay. Like, you know, trying to stay positive, right? It'll come in Wednesday. So she takes me to the rental car place and I just get a small car for the week, right? Like Nissan Sentra size, whatever. Mm -hmm. They had that and a little Mini Cooper convertible sport. Ooh, my host mom's like oh get the convertible it's cute like yeah for the week she's like to like, make up to make up for the lost bag like yeah, you know like, well, treat yourself i'm like well i can't fit a golf bag in there yeah that's what so, i was just thinking can you like, get golf bag? i mean so i was like i'll just get a nissan Sentra. like it's cute but whatever right so i'm like looking over nissan Sentra for scratches the guy comes out, i was like actually you can't that car's like being taken off the lot for something else so i get the mini cooper car and my wow. post was like super excited because like they have kids and like whatever. And I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I don't have a golf bag anyway. So it doesn't matter that I'd have to take the top down to put the golf bag in because oh, there's no trunk space or anything. So for the rest of the day, like I just go to like a bar with my host mom. <laughs> it's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. That's what I do. Her, my host that comes to meet us, they're in their like late 30s. And I tell them my situation. They're like, well, I'm just going to not think about it today. And then we'll worry about it tomorrow. Okay. Come Tuesday, I'm like, I'm calling, you know, Frontier in the morning, asking, like, figuring out, like, locate my bag, get it on the flight. Like, you have to Wednesday to get it on the flight. My tournament starts mm-hmm. Thursday. When am I going to go to the course where I don't have any clubs? <laughs> like, there's yeah. literally nothing for me to do. And then I talked to my host and they're like, she heard, like, her dad has an old set. So I'm just, like, looking at that just in case. And they're like, it's like those ones with the cavity on like a seven iron is this big God. like you don't work the ball oh. at all every shot's just a low punch yeah. <laughs> and then there's a putter 
with like legit just wrapping on the grip. Oh my god! Like it's similar to the putter I had, like head, but you know. Yeah. So at least they to... tried to offer. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm trying to like put this makeshift set together in case you know, and try not to think about whatever. My caddy is my host dad, so like we're just going through all this stuff. He's like calling his friends. He's like, "What do you play?" And it's like, oh, you know, whatever, like steel sh- steel shafts, like you know, stiff or whatever, like Callaway clubs. He's like asking around, like trying to find like some friends in case I need them, right? I go to the golf course and they, uh, you know, it's like, cause it's not a resort course. They don't have many options. Like, yeah. it's just like, Very he has some clubs or whatever. So I put some stuff together. I play with a friend, like at the practice round, she's just like, like you're hitting it super straight. And I was like, yeah, but everything is like shooting off the greens. Everything's coming down. Like it's like low pitching yeah. wedge is low. Everything is low <laughs> and the greens are small. And I was like, okay, like, you know, this course is get windy. So maybe this will work. <laughs> like maybe this will like be in my favor. It's like a hilly windy Blessing in disguise. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. And then I have to go to the golf store to buy golf shoes and golf hats. Oh, gosh, That's all my golf yeah. bag. And like, I'm not seeing, like, I'm trying to call Frontier, but it's one of those where it's just like, you know, it's like customer service. He has no idea. He tries to get a hold of someone at Denver, you know, Denver. You just, get, you just get sent off to like yeah a different person every time. So like now it's like, it's so this is like what? Now it's Tuesday and I'm just like coming to terms. I haven't told my parents yet because they're going to freak out and I don't need my mom to freak out because I'm already like already freaked out. So let's say I was drinking a lot that week. Turn mask didn't start yet. It's Thursday. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to practice putting with this club. I'm going to go get it re-gripped. <laughs> like, just in case this is the club I have to go in a tournament in. And come, like, so I have this set, right? And I'm driving home to, like, my ho- my host housing. This is be- Tuesday. And I literally am driving at night. We had a pro-am party. I had to go to. Um driving home at night it's like 7 like 8 p.m at night it's dark there are bugs out my convertible top is down because my golf bag does not fit it has to sit vertically in the passenger side because it's a mini convertible coupe oh yeah yeah it's a two-door okay it's like the smallest it's like basically a smart car (laughs) it's basically yeah like literally convertible thank god so i could fit stuff in but like i could not do anything else so now come wednesday i'm like laying in bed and i'm just like like one of those moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is my life right now? I don't even have golf clubs. Like, am I nervous for a tournament? I'm nervous about my golf clubs because where are they, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's not even like they're lost per se. It's just nobody knows where they are. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drive to the airport and just hope, right? Because I checked the flights. There's a flight from Denver, even though nobody's confirmed anything. It's not yeah. like, oh, like I'm waiting for my bag. Nobody has confirmed where my clubs are. He's like, well, it shows that they left Ontario. That's where I flew out of. But it says it's like in Denver, but there's pretty much like another ticket stamp they would put on if they left the country. But sometimes they do. I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's so I go to the airport and I'm like, of course the flight's delayed like 25 minutes. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm waiting and the people are coming off and I'm just like waiting, waiting. And then in oversized baggage, my golf bag pops out. I literally oh like gosh, push a child yes. out of my way to go get yes. this golf bag. Okay. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. Thank God. I literally had a moment of just like holding it in the airport. And I was oh. like, thank God. Cause like literally those clothes weren't going to work. Like I should have just 
withdraw if that was those <laughs> my clubs for the week it's like what a mess and then I was like perfect oh, I like called my host from like I got him like awesome like because she was like they are very involved hey good yeah good call with your deductive reasoning to be honest yeah. like you're like there's a I would because I was like logically if they're not on they're on the next flight but the fact that like nobody knew be, yeah. where to look and Denver is so big and I was on such a long layover obviously that I was yeah. like who knows where they went you know but so I found Gosh. it so I'm gonna go I'm like excited I'm gonna go to the golf course like I can't play that day because there's like something going on at the course like I missed a window to go out and play so I've not played this course with my clubs oh, yet gosh. I've played it before in the past but not with my current situation so I go yeah. to the car and I'm like pushing and in the last few days we've had like a lot of I've had the top up and down quite a bit right because if I need to move my bags around it's down I'm going to press it like open the top the cover it wouldn't open it's like jammed so I was like okay how am I going to get this golf bag in this car now because now there's like oh you can't put the seat God. forward no, I literally almost knocked myself out pushing the seat like back and then I had to just like take the clubs <sighs> apart and throw the bag in the back oh the god so Sounds, that's yeah. crazy. And crazy what a what a story that was kind of, yeah that was kind of giving me anxiety just yeah like, <laughs> you, you know what after I did that my first this is gonna be real quick my first round I tripled the first hole so I was just chipping all over the place. oh gosh and then in the end, I finished one over. But during the round, I'm the oh, final okay. group of the of the first of the first day. I'm the final group in the afternoon. So I'm the last group on the course, and I ended up getting a two-stroke penalty because during when I made a turn, I ran up to the bathroom. And my host mom was what like was watching me right because her husband was caddying, and I was going mm. to the bathroom with my putter. Like I walked off the green. And she asked me, she was like, oh, do you want me to hold that for you while I go to the bathroom? And I was like, oh, sure. Like, why not? You know? Oh, that's so lame. Yeah, I already really? know where this is going. I got a two-stroke penalty. And like, I didn't even know what was happening. So by the time I came out of the bathroom, they were on the tee, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I just assumed she would have given to him or held it or whatever. We were a little bit behind. So I'm getting a two-stroke penalty after that first day. Like, final group on the course, there's nobody to even, like, talk to or ask about if they saw anything. And I don't even know. It was like the two-caddy roll. So I come home, oh. like it's stressful because like she feels bad and like I don't want her feeling yes. bad, but in the moment I'm just like, I don't even know what these two, you know, it's one of those where like they're telling you, but you're like, I know what you're telling me, but I don't get what the strokes are for, but I don't want to argue because I have to come back out early the next day to play. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's two blocks. hours yeah. arguing, you know, and I tell my boyfriend and he's like, that doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound right. And this is the year that all the rules changed. Oh, you know, 2019 like, then, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, oh, gosh. I was just like, okay, well, you know what? Like, she's freaking out. And I'm, like, talking her off the, like, the ledge. I'm just like, it's okay. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I have a day to figure out. Like, I have a day to make it up. So I went from being, like, above the cut to, like, below a cut. Now. Oh, no. So like, so, like, let's say the cut was at even. Okay, no, where was I? So I was, I shot one over for the day, but now it was three over with everything. The cut was at even. So now I had to shoot oh. under to make the cut. Yeah. Like if you don't, like if I don't plan on the cut moving. So I go out the next day, I'm like, it's fine. Like, just relax. You know, just like your game was there. You just need to, this is after, this, this is the same week with the golf car convertible situation and my clubs being gone. And now my host mom is like crying at night. <laughs> I'm like in my PJs trying to like tell her to calm down. And then I've never been like worried about the rules. Like usually, cause there's 
like I didn't even have a penalty stroke that day. So there was no reason for me to be like, you know, why would I have issues with ruling? So the next day I go out and play and my warm up is just complete crap. Like I thought it wasn't affecting me. I was like, this is fine. Like you're fine, you know? And my warm up was complete crap. I go out to play. It is like all over the place, but like, you know, scrambling, but making birdies. So I ended up shooting like two under or whatever and two, three under to barely make it. The whole day it felt like I was holding my breath, like playing, like just waiting for something bad to happen. And I ended up making the cut. But after the round, it's now noon. My boyfriend calls me and like he called USGA and had USGA oh. officials call the tour officials and have it in the end, long story short, it got revoked. So like, yeah. wow, there you go. Yeah. So there was a, for the boyfriend. a stress. Yeah, oh, but like, wow. which like I would not have been able to do, you know, obviously playing, but like mm-hmm. my thing was like, what if, it got revoked, but I ended up, cause definitely it affected me the second day, like thinking about it. Like I'm trying not to, like, I'm usually pretty laid back. Like I was just yeah. kind of letting it wash over me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I was like, what if that affected me? Like I could have shot like four over easily and just be out. And those two strokes wouldn't have mattered. You know, yeah. I missed the cut. And like, he was like, okay, well, you know, like, like even the rules official, he's like, so I was like, did you guys talk about it? He's like, well, we have to wait for all the rules officials to come in to talk about it before we issue a decision. Like later that afternoon, I was out like running errands and he was like, so we've talked and we're going to like take back those two strokes, whatever, which honestly, I didn't wow. even realize they could do after they've issued it, you know, right? And I was like, and he was like, I don't know where you stand. He was like, I don't know where you stand in a tournament, but we'll change that on to like scoreboard now. And I was just like, what if I effing missed this cut? Like, yeah. it just screwed me up like for a day and a half. Like, you know what I mean? But I mean, I guess there was just nothing the tour could do. And in, in the end, I think, I guess it worked out in your favor, even though you had to go through like all those hoops and and jumps and, and, and everything else. that's just else, one week. So. That was just that's one crazy. week. That's like, that's probably one of the top craziest stories I've heard from other girls that have friends with that are on like Symmetra or like just going through all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's just like the experiences you make on the tour, like I've learned to appreciate them a lot more. Yeah. And And like, you know, the friends I've made and like the people I've met, like, yeah, yeah, I've honestly met you (laughs) through a friend on the tour, you know? Exactly. So it's just been, it's, it's been nice. And it's honestly, it does get tough when I have friends who come out and then they, you know, for whatever reason they stop you know they don't play anymore or whatever it's so different you know just different groups of friends based on like how their golf story unfolds I guess yeah but I mean it it is because you know like you said you can't you won't be able to you won't be on this forever you know people have to like at different stages of their lives and stuff so your final advice for anyone that's trying to turn pro and do do the Symmetra tour or whatever tour the the men's tour the corn like, um metro for honestly for like anybody trying to turn pro mm-hmm. um honestly i feel like whatever plans you had on like timeline and stuff like that that kind of goes out the window yeah when you start playing because um things just things happen life happens you know injuries happen things like that yeah. and you just never know i will say like like i understand some people like like I said, they need to be a hundred percent to play, but you need to learn to play even if you're at 50%. Cause yeah. some days you might not be able to, you know, like 
be at your best. You know, and yeah. I know like it's hard in practice, it's hard to consider like I, like sometimes you won't be able to play all the time. You know, like sometimes you might not be able to get out on a course because there's a pro-am going on or the weather's bad or sometimes you have to play 30 holes in a day because you know, the weather and stuff. There's just so many things that's like, you need to be, yeah, let things just kind of like slide off of you and just gotta play through it. Cause so much stuff happens, especially playing on any yeah. tour, especially I feel like on the mini tours, just more crap seems to happen because <laughs> it's a mini tour. So you just mm -hmm. need to like learn to play through it and just give yourself some time, like to figure out what works best for you or like how you need to be. And then it's okay to take a month off. It might seem weird in a long time, but and you might come back. Like I was shocked last year. I came back and I was like, I don't remember playing yellow ball, but I've been playing yellow ball for three years. <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember this ball being this bright last year, but <laughs> I just gotta, just gotta take it one day at a time. I mean, in the end, like whatever your goal is at the end of the season, it's like, whether it be, you know, number one on the money list or to make this amount of money or to win certain events, it's like mm -hmm. the season is so long like that weeks are so long going into an event and like you can easily right. get burnt out or whatever and it's okay to give yourself a break you know because being burnt out not playing well so there's a difference between mm -hmm. being burnt out not like being burnt out from grinding too much as opposed to just being tired physically tired you know right so, things you just got to give yourself a break sometimes because golf is long <laughs> no doubt. oh for sure golf yes golf is long everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. Thank well, you. Michelle, thank you so much for all your time yeah. and all your stories. It was so thank good to catch up with you. I know. I've seen you guys in a while. I know. Uh, yeah. And all your stories. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, thank God. They were they were really entertaining, actually. I loved them. They were, there was like always like, I was always on my edge. That's suspense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. And this shit is like, people are like, you're making this up. And I was like, I'm sadly not. It's, it's the honesty too. The honesty yeah. in the stories. You can Real tell. Honesty. Yeah, I know. People are like, too brutally honest about golf. And I'm like, this is it. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, of, of course. course. Thanks again, Michelle. That was Michelle Piapatra. Thanks for tuning in to season two. You can follow along with us on Apple Podcasts and Instagram. So go ahead and subscribe now. Also leave us any feedback by sending an email to info at the takeawaygolf.com. Thanks y'all. We'll catch you guys again. Bye.